Hi, this is Mo Oster, MISNY's Senior Vice President for Advocacy. I lead a team of lobbyists fighting for you in Albany and sometimes in Washington, D.C. There were continuing steps towards a relative return to normalcy this week as hospitals, ambulatory surgery centers, and office-based surgery locations were officially permitted by the governor to resume elective surgery this week in New York City. We also continue to await clarification from the New York State Department of Health regarding the requirement that the patient about to have elective surgery have a negative coronavirus test within 72 hours of the elective surgery. In many cases, that time frame is impossible to meet because labs can't turn around a test in that time. The state DOH has indicated its awareness of this concern and its desire to provide flexibility to physicians to ensure patients can get the care they need. But many facilities are not comfortable with not following specific 72-hour requirement in the absence of further written clarification from the Stay tuned for further updates. Also this week, the state legislature returned virtually to Albany to pass a series of measures related to police reform. No health care measures were taken up. However, the legislature is likely to return to Albany during the summer to address various priority issues that were not taken up as a result of the unplanned legislative hiatus for April and May. Disney also continues to work with the AMA and state and specialty societies in support of more comprehensive legislation to enhance the various federal stimulus programs. Last week, we noted that Congress passed and the president signed into law important legislation to provide added flexibility to the Paycheck Protection Program, which has provided forgivable loans to tens of thousands of New York small businesses, including to many physician practices. The new law permits up to 40% of PPP awards to be spent on non-payroll costs instead of 25%. This is particularly important for physicians practicing in high-rent areas of the state, such as New York City and Long Island. It would also ensure that the proceeds could cover business expenses for up to 24 weeks rather than just eight. This week, Misney joined with several other state medical associates in a letter to U.S. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell and Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer in support of a number of needed items, including more Medicaid funding to states to prevent potentially deep cuts, a continuation of expanded telehealth coverage rules, more PPE and testing capacity, and a fair distribution of the HHS Provider Relief Fund so that it will prioritize hard-hit community physician practices. Congress will be back in D.C. at the end of month and in July to work towards developing a new stimulus package. Speaking of grant funds, this week the HHS announced a new allocation of $15 billion from the CARES Act Health Care Provider Relief Pool to go to physicians and other care providers who treat Medicaid and CHIP patients and did not already receive a payment from this grant fund. MISNI sent out a notice to physicians earlier this week with information regarding how and where physicians can apply for this funding, including reporting their annual patient revenue data, and other necessary information to receive a payment equal to at least 2% of reported gross revenues. Also this week, Fair Health issued a report highlighting the huge drop in patient visits to office-based physicians and an overall physician. Not surprisingly, the impact was greatest in the northeastern part of the country most hard hit by the pandemic. Disney President Dr. Bonnie Litvak issued a statement noting that the Fair Health report confirms data from Disney's survey that showed the huge drop in patient visits and revenue. As she previously noted, while many physicians have received some funding to address their enormous losses due to lack of patient visits, it has barely made a dent in covering the full extent of these losses.
and if not adequately addressed, threatens patient access to care and hundreds of thousands of jobs for those employed by these. In addition to Congressional Act, Disney also has been working with medical groups in support of having the New York State Department of Financial Services require health insurers to pay an add-on surcharge for the huge increases in the cost of PPE. MISNI continues in a multi-directional effort to help physicians find PPE, both in direct discussions with vendors, but also in pressing government officials and the AMA to take steps to address the supply chain issue that are preventing PPE from getting to community physician practices. On the CME front, as a reminder, the DOH announced last week it was giving physicians and other prescribers an additional three months until October 1st, complete the required three-hour pain management course. Again, to highlight, you can complete it from MISNI's CME site, cme.misni.org. In addition, while you go on that site, do not forget the litany of recorded programming that MISNI has for its members, including a program on mental health and COVID-19 for health professionals, and a series of programs on veterans' health issues, including addressing PTSD and returning veterans, TBI and returning veterans, and substance use disorders. Thank you again for all you are doing to be there for your patients through these turbulent times, and we will continue to do all we can to assist you as you return to medical practice. Thank you.